if I said to you, give me directions from Hancock, Michigan, to Saints Peter and Paul Lutheran Church in Houghton, Michigan, how would you do it? Now, some of you watching this aren't familiar with our area, and so to those of you who don't know our area, you can just apply the same example to any directions you might give. But for those of you who know a little bit about our area, how would you give those directions? If I said, give me directions from Hancock to St. Peter and Paul and Houghton. Would you be the person who says, head south on M26, crossing the lift bridge for approximately a mile and a half to two miles, then go east on Sharon Avenue for a half mile, turn south on Madeline Street, and go about 500 feet and you will be at the church. Is that the way you would do it? Or would you say something like, well, get in your car and start heading straight, like towards the bridge, and then, you know, veer onto the bridge, and, and as you're going across the bridge, stay on, stay on the right lane, but as soon as you cross the bridge, don't take that immediate right, because th- then you'll get lost. Stay, uh, stay in the right lane and, and wind your way up up the hill, go up the hill, uh, you'll see like AutoZone, Econo Foods, you'll get to a stoplight, hang a left, go down the hill a little bit, up the hill, and then if you know it, you'll go past the old Sears building on your right, and then you'll see a, a big snowbank, and then go to the next big snowbank, and then, and then hang a right, and we'll be the white church at the end of the road. <laughs> what sort of person are you? What kind of directions do you give? There actually have been some scientific studies done saying that for the vast majority of the time, men tend to give directions using those cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west, while women tend to give directions with right and left-hand turns and landmark features. Now, that's not necessarily true all the time. I I know in different situations I give directions in different kinds of ways, but we all give directions a little bit differently. And, you know, to, to make the example a little bit more strongly, the, the point here is if, if, if I were to give you directions for the very first time to a place that you've never been, whether I give you cardinal directions or right and left hand turns, if it's your first time following my directions, likely you're to face some sort of confusion along the way or wondering with every turn, was that the right turn? Did I miss it? Is, is, is this the right way that I'm going? There's bound to be some confusion when we offer directions to other people. But in our gospel lesson today from John chapter 14, Jesus gives a very clear direction. But let me set the stage really quickly. We started, our reading was in John 14, but here's what has just happened in John 13. Let me give you the setting. Jesus is with his disciples in the upper room celebrating the Passover feast. Jesus has just washed his disciples' feet. Jesus has just instituted the Lord's Supper. Judas has left the building to go and betray Jesus. And right before the words that we read in John 14, verse 1, Jesus has just said to Peter, Peter, before the sun rises in the morning, you're going to deny me three times. And then we get to John chapter 14, where Jesus says these words. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe, believe in God, but believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. And the disciples say, what? And Thomas opens up his big mouth and says, Lord, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus responds back to Thomas. And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now what's Jesus talking about? What's Jesus saying that he is the way? The entire work of Jesus here on earth is to bring us back to our Father who created us. And Jesus is the way that that happens. Because of our sin, we are separated from God. And Jesus is the way through his death on the cross, forgiving us of our sins, through his resurrection from the tomb, paving the way to everlasting life, through his promise to come again for us, Jesus is the way for us to receive that gift of eternal life and to have that relationship restored with our precious, creating Father God. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. You know, it really should be that simple for us. It should be that clear. And it really should be that simple for the world. The message is clear. Jesus came for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus rose for us and Jesus is coming again for us. And Jesus, in the meantime, is preparing this wonderful place for us, for all of eternity. Jesus is the way. He's not one way. He's not a way. He is the way. But it can certainly get confusing for us in this world because this world is offering to us many ways. Many ways in which we can live our lives, many different directions we can go to search for peace and hope, and they tell us we can find meaning and purpose. The world tells us that really any which way that we choose to go, so long as we're not harming or hurting anybody else, will really, it'll be good enough. You know, our world has plenty of directions for us to go. Some want to point us in one direction, some want to point us in the other direction. And if we take our eyes off of Jesus, we so quickly get confused and battered and lost with all of the different ways that the world says we can go. If we lose sight of Jesus and we try to figure this life out on our own, it's sort of like driving into this intersection for the very first time. Now those of you who are local people, take a good look at this. This is a local intersection. Can you figure it out? It's the Uper Loop in Houghton. They had t-shirts made out of this design. I should get one. That's pretty cool, right? Those of you who, who don't know what the Uper Loop is, you can Google it. Frankly, if you don't know what a Uper is, you, you better Google that. That's in the dictionary, all right? So this is an intersection in, in, in our town that our church is, is in. It's called, we call it the Uper Loop. Do you remember maybe your first time entering 
and driving into the Uperloop? I do. I mean, you, you get to this thing and you go, which way am I supposed to go? There's people going this way. There's people yielding and stopping. And then there's people that don't know which way they're going and they're stopping in the wrong spot. And then, you know, you think you get it figured out and then you enter this intersection from a different way and, and you've got the same problem all over again. Anytime that we have friends or family coming to visit us for the first time, I basically tell them, good luck. You know, we'll see you when you get here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, right? I mean, isn't that a picture of what the world offers us, just a confusing mess of directions. But friends, the way of Jesus is clear because he says, I am the way. Jesus is the way. The way of Jesus is clear. And the way that we know Jesus' way the way we know Jesus' way doesn't have anything to do with us memorizing a map or memorizing a certain set of directions or listening to the GPS. To know Jesus' way is to simply do this. Follow him. That's it. He says, I'm the way. Follow me. Can it really be that simple? You know, I think about it like this. If, 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 you know, let's go back to that example of being in, in Hancock and getting to the church. If I've never been to this church before, we are in Hancock, and we're each driving different cars. If you say to me, hey, Aaron, hop in your car, follow me. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be mean. I'm going I'm to uh, pay attention to make sure that you're staying close behind me. That's relieving for me. If you've ever followed after somebody, at least for me, when I'm following somebody, I don't really worry about uh, which directions we need to go. I don't worry about the map. I just say, All right, I just need to follow this car and I'll get there safely. This is what Jesus says to us. I'm the way. I'm the way, Jesus says. Stay close to me and I will not lose you. Stay close. Stay close to Jesus. You know, I know that we are not supposed to be close to one another right now because we're supposed to be practicing our physical distancing from one another. And mostly we're supposed to do that because of this one word, contagious. Contagious. There is a virus running rampant in our world that is aggressively contagious. Do you know what this word means? Uh, it comes from a Latin word, contagion. Contagion, then, if you break it down, literally means with touch. With touch. So something is contagious when you touch it, right? And then when you touch it is, and touch something else, it is contagious. Now, I know that we are not supposed to be touching one another <laughs> right now. But do me a favor. If you are in a house right now with your family, uh, would you please extend your hands to one another and, and grab each other's hands? If you are alone at your own house, will you at least fold your hands so that you can feel this physical touch? If you've got a dog or a cat or a lizard or a bird or something, go ahead and hold on to a, a, a claw or a paw. <laughs> 
I want you to feel that, that physical touch. All right. Jesus says to us in John chapter 15, abide in me. Stay close to me. Stay connected to me. I'm the vine. You are the branches. Abide in me. Live with me. I won't let you go. I will hold on to you. Will you hold on to me? And that way of Jesus is contagious. That's why we're holding one another's hands because when we receive the life eternal from Jesus, it flows through us into others and from them to one another to one another. This vineyard of Jesus is contagious. That's how God has created it to be. And when we're following Jesus, we ought to stay close to him, not being distracted by the ways of the world, keeping our eyes fixed on him as if we were in bumper-to-bumper traffic. You know, our God is a God who knows that we need physical touch. He knows it. I think as we as his people are, are, are getting more and more hungry for that as well. This technology is a, a great replacement for the time, but I pray that our conversations here online just make us ache and hunger for the day that we can be back together and embrace one another as God's people. God knows we need physical touch. God created the physical world and God himself took on flesh. Why? In order to walk the ground that we walk, to take on the sin that we bear, and to die the death that we deserve, and to rise victorious, paving the way for us to everlasting life. God knows that we needed to see him in the flesh and experience him in the flesh because we have a better idea with things we can touch and see with our very own eyes. My friends, I pray that you stay connected to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to one another. Because in Jesus Christ, the way, we have everything that we need. When we are afraid, we look to Jesus for peace. When we're tired, we look to Jesus for rest. When we're weak, we look to Jesus for strength. When we're sick, we look to Jesus for healing. And when we're dying, we look to Jesus for life. Because Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. This image of being part of the way, belonging to the way, was such a strong image in the early Christian church that in the book of Acts, like we read today, people who followed Jesus, they, they weren't called Christians. <laughs> They were called people belonging to the way. What a strong image that is for a world that is lost and confused. When we believe in Jesus, we belong to the way. The way to peace, the way to hope, the way to life. We belong to the way, to the Father. When you believe in Jesus, you belong to the way. And then we lead others to the way. And we stay connected to one another. And it's just like this long line of cars, bumper to bumper of follow the leader. Let's follow Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith now and to the life everlasting. Let's hold on to Jesus. Let's hold on to one another. Yes, we are holding one another 
through the aid of technology and video, and that is good. But I pray that even more so, we would stay connected to one another by the power of the Holy Spirit and the life and love and light of Jesus Christ, who is the truth. Jesus, who is the life. Jesus, who is the way. Friends, you don't need to figure out the way to life. You don't need to find the way to life. You just need to follow the way to life. Follow Jesus now and forever. In his name, amen.